0: Hello, and welcome to Music Therapy and Beyond. Recently, we took a little bit of time to think about the type of content we wanted to share with you moving forward. Rather than making episodes for content's sake, we trusted that you would be patient with us while we worked things out. Thanks for listening and continuing to support us. We are a small operation run by therapists who also run a private practice, so we're busy as you can imagine. That being said, we love this podcast, so we will continue to do what we can to provide high-quality, relevant content for you. In today's episode, I will be sharing some ideas and tips for providing groups in a behavioral health setting with adolescents. Let's get to the episode. In my 15-year career so far as a music therapist, much of my time has been spent in a variety of behavioral health settings, from residential care to community drop-in shelters to acute units and even to geriatric units, I've seen pretty much everything. I really do enjoy it, and my current contract with a behavioral health hospital is really enjoyable, but it's also challenging. I currently go to this hospital to serve all of their adolescent and pre-adolescent units. I provide groups once a week, and I rarely see the same client more than twice. Brief therapy is full of rewards and challenges, so I thought I would share some things I've learned and some tips and tricks I use to regularly facilitate successful and fulfilling groups. First and foremost, have a flexible plan with backup options this is a must. I've found that each time I show up to a unit, the temperature of the unit and the interpersonal dynamics can be completely different than what I might expect. Depending on who has recently been admitted or discharged, what medication changes have occurred, and what interpersonal conflicts are in the works, you may need to adapt your plan to meet your clients where they are. I typically have my preferred plan, and then I have two backup options for the main intervention. The overall structure of my plans, which are currently for a 60-minute group, include the following. A neutral opening activity, typically a musical game or some music making. A main intervention, which could be songwriting, song recreation, lyric analysis, or something similar and a check-in or closing activity. I will also bring additional mindfulness exercises and will sprinkle those in as needed depending on everyone's mental states and sensory needs. Next, get as much information as you can before you start. This is not always an option, especially if you're a contractor But if you can check in with a mental health tech or a nurse manager and get a brief overview of how everyone's doing and who is on precautions, you will feel more comfortable and confident with your plan and what adjustments you might want to make. Understanding precautions is of particular importance because we want to make sure that we keep our clients safe. Knowing if someone is on close observation because of a recent incident of self-harm or some other reason is really, really important to make sure that we're handing out instruments that our clients are going to be able to be safe with. Next, use client-preferred music. This may seem obvious, but I've found that not everyone does this. I find that especially in settings where I don't have the benefit of forming a longer-lasting therapeutic relationship with a client, using their music is really my main and fastest way of building rapport and buy-in with my clients. I sometimes use a musical game to gather what the kids are listening to, and this helps to inform everything. Sometimes I'll pass out post-it notes to everyone and have them write down three songs. One song that gives them hope or makes them smile, one song that makes them feel safe or loved, and one song that they could listen to on repeat all day long. I use this list to inform the next week's interventions, and it keeps me up to date on what the most popular music is for their age. I keep a spreadsheet of song requests to help build my library over time, and I found that this type of organization is really helpful. These weeks and sessions can sometimes blend together because I'm doing three groups back to back each week and seeing up to 40 kids in a day. So I would highly recommend spreadsheets um, just to keep track of everything and to help organize your brain and to inform your session plans. Next, I always, always include music making of some kind. Even on weeks when I plan to use lyric analysis or songwriting, I make sure to have at least one opportunity to make music with instruments or at least a beat machine. I find this to be very grounding, and it also gives me a chance to do a brief assessment of musical skills, cognitive states, and potential interpersonal challenges. Next, Identify neutral activities that you can rotate every few weeks. I use musical games like Musical Jeopardy, Rhythm Games, Name That Tune, Musical Pictionary, and others to help break the ice and give clients a chance to buy into the group and to get comfortable with me as their therapist. I also keep a spreadsheet of everything that I use in this category and the last date I used it just to help me keep track of everything. There's a great website created by a music therapist called Slides for Success that has some really great games that are already created for you and you can download them and make a copy and then modify them however you need to. I would highly recommend looking it up. Next, be aware of your relationship and scope when providing brief therapy. As much as we love lyric analysis and songwriting, we have to remember that music has so much power to awaken memories, both positive and negative. If we do not have a relationship with our clients and we trigger them in some way with the music that we choose, we have to be prepared to guide them through those moments. If you're unsure of whether you have enough relationship and trust to do that safely, then consider an alternative. Choose songs that are easier to pull in a positive direction for the entire group. It's one of the toughest things about not being able to work with this population over the course of several sessions. For clients who have attachment disorders or trauma histories, they just might not be able to trust you just yet. That's okay. It's no one's fault. Don't force it. Know your boundaries and follow your instincts. That being said, you can follow your client's lead. Sometimes they will tell you that they are ready to share something, and you can meet them where they are and keep them safe as they explore a memory or their current struggles. Next, I have a set of goals that I use to help guide my session plans. These goals have helped me to stay in scope and to have a way to gather data for a group rather than individuals. Here are a few that I love to use. 1. Promote group cohesion. This is great when you are doing a lot of music making. Sometimes what the unit needs from you is to bring everyone together, and music does this really, really well. Especially when there's a lot of interpersonal conflict Music making is a really great opportunity for them to work through some of that conflict very naturally and to be able to just see each other as humans who are doing the best that they can. Two, explore leisure skills. Sometimes I'll bring in ukuleles or another instrument or even a beat machine or a collection of apps to help clients to try something new and identify a new leisure skill that they might want to dig into when they leave the hospital. Explore coping skills. Music is such a huge part of an adolescent's experience and identity. So many great conversations and psychoeducational sessions can be done to help them understand how the way they engage with music can make or break their day. I often talk with clients about the difference between using music to ruminate, to distract, or to modulate their mood. I find that they often don't realize they're ruminating and they appreciate the education about how music affects the brain and the power that they have to use music to train their brain to respond and to regulate in difficult moments. Another great goal is to increase insight. This goal is definitely one that I think about from week to week and choose carefully based on the dynamics of the group. But if it's the right moment and group of individuals, you can use songwriting and lyric analysis to help them to identify something in their life that they have the power to change, or perhaps something as simple as a boundary that they can start implementing with a family member or friend for their own safety. Another important thing to remember in all of this is to seek supervision. Again, this might seem obvious, but this is difficult work. It takes creative energy, presence, and commitment to do this on a regular basis. Find someone that you trust, and talk to them regularly and problem-solve. If you are working in this setting, I would just encourage you to keep trying new things. Explore different activities and songs and styles of music and just stay open-minded. Sometimes sessions don't go that well, but often they go far better than we perceive them to. Most of the time our clients appreciate our presence our willingness to be there with them and to sit with them and to accept them for who they are and meet them where they are. If you're doing this, I'm confident that you're doing great things. Be kind to yourself and seek support when you need it. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode was helpful for those of you who work in a behavioral health setting. For all the show notes, links, and resources, visit us at musictherapyandbeyond.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Music Therapy and Beyond. And don't forget that we have lots of resources in our shop on our website. We've also recently started a Patreon and are building up a resource community for you. Until next time, have a wonderful day. And when in doubt, don't forget to make music. thanks for tuning in to music therapy and beyond for show notes from today's episode head to our website music and and while you're there check out our shop if you enjoy this content please like and subscribe to share our work on all platforms and don't forget to tune in every monday for another great episode we'll see you next time